So welcome back to Magnificently Black. Um, I'm your host, Courtney, and I have today with me Jennifer, my co-host. Um, we also have a special guest today. Please join us as we welcome Toya. Uh, go ahead. T- tell us who you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, my name is Latoya Castro, um, and I have, I guess, given my title uh, as the community educator. I think that's mm-hmm. the nice little umbrella for who I am. Yeah. Um, my educational focus is uh, health and wellness, uh, birth, and firearms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I met Toya when I was in Burlington going to Gold's Gym. And like when I say she is heavy in the gym, heavy <laughs> in the gym is, 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 is all it is. Like she was one of the people that when I first started, I was just like, yo, you motivate me to actually continue to come to the gym because it's just like, you know, she's cool. She's like one of the coolest people. She had locks. We were like on the transition. I'm like, who does your hair? Like, it's beautiful. (laughs) Hook me up. So that was one of like the connections we had. So one thing I will say, all of us have locks again. Yeah. yeah. Lock nation. Lock nation. (laughs) So Toya, what makes you want to work out every day? Like what's some of the things that like motivates you to continue to, to do that? Well, I've always, I would say, have been kind of on the holistic side of just life. Um, And then when I kind of partnered with health and wellness, it just really amazed me how our bodies work. And um, my own personal journey is what kind of inspired me also to even just go and be a trainer. Uh, Because I think it's hard as women to lose weight. Um, I Mm -hmm. feel like most trainers have never been overweight. They were athletes. And they like their life and now they train. And so I just felt like <clears throat> what I went on was a journey. And I know there was a lot of people that was along that journey that witnessed the journey and you being one of those people. Um, <laughs> and so community is something that keeps me going. Uh, I teach now at Goals and at O2. And it is because that people, the people that witnessed my journey it was like, you know, when you going to start training? When you going to start teaching? And so now I'm a part of their journeys. And that means a lot to me. I'm always honored when people kind of trust me with uh, being a part of whatever journey that is. And so and we have lots of conversations. And so the people really, really do, I guess, keep me motivated. And I got goals. And so that's another yeah. thing that keeps me yeah. in the gym. <laughs> that's 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 great because I'm I'm actually on that journey myself. I actually I was just talking to Courtney earlier about uh I joined a 10-mile run that I'm supposed to do in April, so I've been running every day, but again, I still have to uh, get down to a weight that that is comfortable running outside because it's different running mm-hmm. outside than on the treadmill. But also again, that the eating habits is an issue for, you know, you know, for me growing up with pork and beef and eating all these other things. So just, I've been off meat for about a year and I've noticed a big difference in not eating meat. And it's easier for me to, you know, loosen some of the belly fat, although it's still there. I'm still trying to get that (laughs) 
belly fat gone, even with all the cardio that I'm doing, the belly fat. And see, that's why I say it's a lot. A lot of it has to do so much with science. Yeah. Like, because like, for example, when I started incorporating, I was working, Courtney know how hard I was working out in the gym? Scale would not move. (laughs) It Dude, wasn't until I started, right, like I would wow. work out, I would do a class in the morning, and then at night, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'll go watch TV on the treadmill, I'll put a movie on the treadmill, but yeah. it wasn't until I started doing intermittent fasting that wow. I really learned how to work with my body, but I still mm-hmm. had to do it a way where it was like sustainable, so mm-hmm. like most people don't know, doing it five days a week is the same as doing it in seven days a week. So that was kind of what I did for like my week. So Sunday night starting my hours for Monday. And also, um, it was one more thing that's important about. Oh, I didn't start at a particular time. I, I, I started from my last meal. So for me, if I like I said, if I came and worked out at night, and I was hungry. I wasn't going to sit there and be like, it's after six o'clock. I'm a grown woman. I'm hungry. I'm about to eat, you know? Yeah. And so it was better for me to just eat something small. Mm-hmm. And I would just start my 14 hours from that. And then um, then I started making goals like, don't be looking at the clock like 58, 59. Ding, time to eat. <laughs> how, you know? Look, but that's how I be on the treadmill. Like when I used to be on the treadmill, I used to be like, bro, I got five minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. too many. Oh, <laughs> time to go. Yeah, yeah. Time is something right. serious, right? Yeah, it's it's been a challenge uh, for me. Um, I don't miss the meat. That's one thing that's am- amazing to me is that when I first started, it was really hard with the meat thing. But I think now I hate core exercises. That's just one thing. I just getting on the floor and doing core is just. <laughs> Not my thing. So, well, that's, like you're supposed to do that and everything. So, like I tell you, yeah. and see, this is why this is why I say my general umbrella is education <laughs> and preparation because it's really through education that you really just really learn how to do things effectively and efficiently. So, like for example, I tell people if I'm doing a bicep curl. My whole core is engaged in a bicep mm-hmm. curl because your back yeah, is supposed to be activated. Your arms mm-hmm. are supposed to be locked in. Like you using your core. You don't have to get on the floor to use your core. Right. So education is really, really just important and um, and preparation. So, you know, I really got to tell, especially women, I have to remind us that we are actually worth it. Like you're worth mm-hmm you're worth it like you are worth the sacrifice you're worth the struggle and I tell my people my students all the time if it was easy guess what everybody would be doing it yeah so, <laughs> that's right that's like right. It's, it's supposed to be a struggle it's supposed to be something that you actually work for mm-hmm. and and I tell all my clients you either want it or you don't I'm not about yeah. to play around with you they're like what you eat <laughs> What diet? You, I'm like, I'm not playing this game with you. You know exactly how you're supposed to eat. Right. You know you, what you're supposed to eat, what you're not supposed mm-hmm. to eat. So we're not going to play this game. But I all will also say that the standard way that we have learned is not correct. And if it was, it would be working for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. It would be working. The healthcare industry is a billion dollar industry. Everybody's still walking around here obese and mm. morbidly obese. Now it's children. Is yeah. before you know when you look around, the majority of people are overweight. 
and now mm-hmm. it's the kids too. And so obviously what everybody's doing, every, like what they told to do, it ain't working. And so with the fasting and what you learn to do is start listening to your body when your body's telling you to eat. We're not supposed to be eating all, we're not supposed to be eating a thousand times a day, even yes. if, it's, if it's healthy food, because <laughs> what happened is, is you're still thinking about food Ooh, and mm-hmm. that's still yeah. a constant even if it's healthy food what's my snack gonna be what's my lunch gonna be what's my <laughs> other snack gonna be it's it drives you crazy yeah, and so right no and that's ridiculous that's absolutely no ridiculous because you can literally consume all the calories that you need in eight hours you can consume yeah. all the calories that you need in six hours you can yeah, consume all the calories true. that you need in four hours, four hours so yeah. you know it's true. not even about that and your body is still working in the morning Mm-hmm. That like everything they tell you to do is to keep you in this situation. Why do you think everybody got IBS? Because your stomach don't never got no time to chill. You <laughs> always what... eat it. Stop eating. <laughs> that's why when they talk about when it comes to medical stuff, I'm like half of this stuff. If you actually research it, your body automatically fixes it. If you do natural, more it. natural it things, Hello? your body will definitely fix itself and. Just they're giving me relax. lifelong sentences. They're giving yes. me lifelong sentences. They yeah. told me I, I had hyperthyroidism, high blood pressure. They told me all this stuff. And with yeah. the hyperthyroidism, she told me I was gonna be on medicine, had to have surgery, had to have this, oh, had no. to have that. And so I told her, give me, give me two months. Give me two mm-hmm. months. I went back in there in December. She said, I don't know what you did, but your numbers are normal. I said, I told you. Yeah. I told it you. Was. I told you. It, I told it, you. It, and that's yeah, the thing that's- is like, once you start eating right and doing what you, as you mm-hmm. said, you doing what you supposed to do and you know, and right. your body knows, your body's going to be like, okay, you're good. Like, you're yeah. right. It takes 14 days to stop something and then yeah. your body starts to fix it. And it, it. And it so, yeah, it does. And, and, it, and, and when it comes to your body, it's really just about setting the correct environment um, so that it can do what it needs to do. So half of people don't drink water. So you ask everybody, everybody drinks so much yeah. water. Everybody, yeah. everybody got everybody drinks, everybody drinks so much water. That's the water from yesterday. You still walking around with that gallon from yesterday. That tap, when are you gonna that finish that gallon? Yeah. Right. Hot water. Wash. Yeah. Right. What do you think? What do you think about uh the whole metabolism thing? Like when you turn 50, do you think your metabolism? No. No. So once again, it's really, really honestly about learning how to work with your body. And number one, you will not understand the importance of not eating so much all the time, all the time. Yeah. The science behind just like the, the fasting, it, it shows you like it really shows you how to work with your body. And then not only that, you have your body, the food that you put into your body is supposed to be fuel. So what are you putting into your body? If you ain't eating that fruit and vegetables, what you think going to happen? If you're not eating, you know, like if you're not drinking no water, if every all you drink sucking down is Pepsi, what you think oh. gonna happen? Yeah, right. <laughs> if you're not hydrating um, those cells that's in your body yeah. to rejuvenate, right? You, you have cells. to give your body what it needs. Right. And but at the same time, you can eat all the fruit and vegetables in the world, you know, all day long and still be lacking because of how they prepare our food. And so that's why I say education is important because you still have to do things like supplement. So one thing I like to tell everybody, any it does not matter what supplements you're taking. If you're looking for a supplement, put in the filter, vegan and organic. That mm-hmm. usually gets out all the garbage because your body needs food grade supplementation. So when you look at the back of stuff, it should say, I'm getting this from broccoli. I'm getting this from this. I'm getting this from that. 
and it should be stuff that you are familiar with. It can read or, yeah. you know, or herbs that you can look up and say, well, this is another name for basil or this mm-hmm. is another name mm-hmm. for that. So I tell everybody, put in that filter for vegan or organic. So if you're taking a multivitamin, it doesn't matter if it's trash. Yeah. If you're taking an iron supplement, it don't matter if it's trash. That's why you keep mm-hmm. going back to the doctor. Okay, I'll give you a prime example. I had a client, <laughs> always had low iron, always had low iron, right? Mm-hmm. Always taking what they gave her. I was like, stop taking their garbage, take you some Floridex. <clears throat> and so she did what they told her to do the first part of her pregnancy. Her num- her numbers went up like 0.5. She did what took what I told her to take. In two weeks, it went up a whole point. She said, my number ain't never been this, period. Never, wow. never. The more never. you listen to your body, the more, the more you know, yeah. the more it grows. See, yeah. that's right. what I was like. So, geez. Yeah, the, the industry's always trying to push, you know. No, she froze. Okay, look, I'm like, wait, did she froze? Oh, so like. <laughs> When you um, think of like doing a doula, like what are some of the things, what made you want to be a doula? Or- so I was about to say, that would be definitely be a good leeway into mm-hmm. uh, talking about birth work. Um, so I actually, everything that has to deal with birth work, I was led into. Okay. Um, I am an educator at heart. And one of the things I have learned when it comes to is the importance of education. There's a lot of things that we do not know concerning mm-hmm. birth. There's a lot of things that we just blindly go into the situation and say yes, and it's just not working well for us. We're dying in these spaces. Um, and the question has to be why. So I lost one of my grandmothers in the birthing space. Mm-hmm. Um, she needed four pints of blood, but the hospital policy was... Um, three pints of blood. So they only give her three and they let my grandmother die. And so on the, uh, that was my maternal grandmother. On the other side, um, my father's mother, she was a birth worker and we just mm-hmm. happened to have the same birthday. Um, but all I remember growing up was her leaving to go take care of her, her white babies. That's what she would say, you know? <laughs> and so honestly, I never, ever, there was nothing that I wanted to do or plan, but I attended my first birth probably 17 years ago and I will always just happen to find myself in birthing spaces. I will go, my friends will be having a baby. I will go and check on them see how they doing. Next thing I got a leg in my arm and everything that I do did was instinctual and just came to me. I didn't know there was a word called doula. Um, I applied for a free training. I'm all about education <laughs> And that was about five years ago with this volunteer organization in Durham, I May. And it's kind of been history since then. I've been one of their lead doulas since the training. Um, I actually, I was just telling my cousin the story while I was in Guatemala, when Mm -hmm. I found out I was, I got accepted into the training and this lady in the street market, she kept trying to hand me this cloth and I didn't want it. I didn't want to buy it (laughs) to the point where I was just like, give it to me. And when I got to like where I had Wi-Fi, that's why I learned I got into the doula program. And that's something that I use in my births. It's something that's that beautiful. that I use in a birth rebozo. So yeah, I'm I was definitely led into birth work. 
Well, every time when I see, so I'm gonna tell y'all this. Uh, on Instagram, you follow her on Instagram, like she will tell you, like, hey, this going on. It's a beautiful day. Like births are taking place. And when I tell you, I see stories like that. It just fills my heart because I'm just like, yo, like she's bringing life into this world. Like, yeah, definitely. I'd be, I'd be like, yo, my heart is filled. So that's why when I was like, I would ask you to be on the show. I'm like, yo definitely got to it's only right <laughs> birth is birth is very very beautiful and mm-hmm. when it comes to that education piece like if I don't ever when I talk to somebody that's pregnant and it like interviewing me or whatever if I don't ever talk to their mom again I want her to think differently about birth because everything that we've been told is a lie everything like that we've been taught strips away our power and we hand it over we do that with mm-hmm. everything. We do that mm-hmm. with our health. We go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. I don't feel good. I don't feel good. What you been eating for the last month? What you been doing for the last month? You know, we just like turn it over versus saying we had the power. Just like we mm-hmm. had the power for our health. We had the power to birth babies. Like what was happening before we was at the hospital? So once again, when we're educated, about how we move. We, when I started studying again to be a midwife, um, one of the stories I read about was in Georgia. We went from having 20,000 granny midwives that look like us, mm. them coming in and saying that we had to have a nurse to sign off to say that we could do this. We went from 20,000 to like 20. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That like, is a- it. it Everything is by design. Everything mm-hmm. is by design. Right. <laughs> Everything right. and it's set for whoever it is they want to win. That that's that's what it is. That's what it's well, like. it's a, no, it's a lot more than that. So when it comes to the medical <laughs> side, one thing that I so okay, okay. So on the medical side, I suggest people read medical apartheid. Okay. Read it, listen to it, because it's so much deeper than that. We've always been their guinea pigs for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. a lot of things mm-hmm. and you know so it's just money and a lot of things so mm-hmm. you know uh yeah a medical apartheid mm-hmm. for the for the, the medical side uh food politics for the food side um those okay. are some things i would definitely listen to read it they're long i li- I, I do audiobooks too you know mm-hmm. but oh, definitely yeah, medical- that's great yeah See- definitely we're gonna make sure we put all of that information in too on the podcast, like in our little like yeah. uh read about. We'll have her website, all of that definitely include. We want you to listen to her podcast because she's gonna be on this podcast more often. <laughs> or, and, and she might hey, she might create her own. Well, no, I need I'm not that creative. I need help. But <laughs> I definitely have a I have a lot to say. I definitely have a lot to say because just concerning us staying alive. I think that's my goal. I just want us to stay alive. We don't realize, we just don't realize the importance of just going back to the basics and all Mm -hmm. things. So you say you stop eating meat. Okay. Do you really think that like our elders was eating meat every meal? Do you think Mm -hmm. that they was eating like all this stuff nonstop? It wasn't that we couldn't have these things. It was we were supposed to be over consumers of these things, you know? Yeah. So when it it just really goes back to getting to the basics of all things because we have culture, we have, you know, herbs, we got tinctures, we have, we yeah. got, we got the remedies, we got all of that, you yeah. know, <laughs> so, that's right. you know, yeah. that's why I always be like, um, as in my family, like older, 
older relatives are like, hey, you could do this natural, like put vinegar in this. You could do this, this. Don't you don't need all of that. Just take some turmeric, yeah. go to the grocery store, or you can get some. We used to get this stuff out the backyard. Like at my grandma's house, she used to have a garden, you Honestly. know, like and I'm yeah. like, gardening is life. Like I love gardening. So yeah. that's why when you said I just made I just made a post saying like um where they saying offering us like plastic protein. <gasps> Like I and then they said it with a straight face. They straight with a face. What? I'm like, people are still listening to these clowns. Like no. y'all still like, I. What else we need to do? What else we need to do? At some point, we just gotta really realize like where we are. <laughs> you know what the agenda is. It's very real. It's written down. It's not hidden. It mm-hmm. is everything is written down. Yeah. So we just gotta make smarter choices and I find people do with education and that's yeah. why I say I'm just huge on education so even when it comes to birth you like I understand the house is not the ideal place for everybody it's the safest place believe it or not home births are my favorite they're beautiful oh. they're quick they're like man listen we don't realize all the trauma and drama stories that we drama stories that we hear near death experiences, it's because of what they did. They talk so nonchalantly right. about inductions. They talk so mm-hmm. nonchalantly about epidurals. But when you <laughs> are a doula and you have attended hundreds of births, and you can see what well, every time y'all do this, this happens. Then yeah. you know it's not. This is not something that you all should be just taking lightly. And when you hear people's stories over and over again. And this is where it went left. It's when they get involved. It's when they get involved. They will make a, they will ask you at 36 weeks, do you want to put a date on the calendar for an induction? No. Yeah, and no. you have no uh-uh. idea what your uh-uh. body's going to be ready to do. And women thinking like, okay, yeah, I can have my baby before Christmas. Sure. Oh, yeah. oh no. yeah, I can have my baby for my birthday. Or this time we have time to get ready for the summer. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. All the risks that they talk about, those risks are real. Those risks yeah, are very, yeah. very real. And yeah. so I've seen some, I've seen women have to get hysterectomies, uh, like mm-hmm. to save their life. Because yeah. if they try to induce you and your body's not ready, mm-hmm. you're guaranteed to have a traumatic birth story. It's a yeah. guarantee. And so we just have yeah. to go into these spaces educated. And I'm not talking about no no birth class from the hospital. Mm-hmm. So I have a question. Yeah. So, so you're a birth, so you're a birth mom. So like what areas do you serve? Like, is it just North Carolina or you? No, I travel. Okay. I, 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 Hey, I go where the money reside. Okay. Where the money no, reside? No, I'm just saying. No, no, honestly, I am like, I have started, um, <clears throat> talking to even with my volunteer organization, they've hired me on, um, but I want to do classes. I want to, I like, I want us to know about this information. Um, I have, I've supported moms in DC. Like we work it out, like we work things out. So um, right now I'm in North Carolina. I, my, of course my, most of my clientele is in the triangle, triad and um, around, but you know, I'm about to work. I'm about the the birth Love work. Yeah, I have a question though about that. Do you ever run into complications when you're doing that? Because I know a lot of times when you go to the hospital, you end up having complications when you're mm-hmm. doing birth, and immediately they want to take you in for the C-section. Do right. you find when you're doing the births at home that it 
there's no complications at all. Well, it's not. Well, and then the data shows that you have because complications at home equal transfers to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And what you see is there's a very low transfer rate because and but it also depends on like the whole care. So like right now. So, OK, I do want to I want people to know options because that's what they don't know. Most yeah. women go and get them an OB. So first of all, if you have to, if you want to have a hospital birth, you need to find you a midwife that births at a hospital. Mm-hmm. So do not just go with an OB. Because mm-hmm. the OB is going to take you a straight medical route. They're going to look at numbers and they're going to take you straight medical. So you have a fighting chance if you at least have a midwife at mm-hmm. a hospital. So, okay. and then there's also birth centers. Ours is closed locally, but other states have birth centers. Um, and so that is a home-like experience with a midwife present. So mm-hmm. you still have the midwife there, but it looks like you kind of rented a, a studio apartment kind of deal. Okay. And so like you could go there and you can birth. And a lot of women after they had their babies and mom is good, baby is good. They go home. So they at home mm-hmm. that like probably four to six hours after having a baby. If yeah, they choose, great. if they yeah. choose. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you have birth centers and then you have, of course, home births. And so home births, you have midwives, you have midwives that service the home, and you have some women that choose to do it unassisted. So I support, I have supported women who do unassisted as a doula, and that means that that's just me and the family there. So there is no medical professionals there, and it takes an extensive amount of preparation and education. Or you can have a midwife, but there's levels of midwives. And I just want to have this recorded because people can play this back and understand they got options because that's what people don't know. They don't know about the options. Mm -hmm. So with midwives, you have a CNM. That's a nurse midwife. They went to nursing school and they can also work in the hospital. So those are the ones that can work at a hospital or they can choose to work at home. So you have those. Then you have what's called a CPM, which is a professional midwife. They might apprentice. Mm -hmm. They did not go to nursing school, but they have a checklist that they check off and then they take a test. And then by passing the test, the test that, yeah, they know what they need to know. But you have to pretty much study under somebody. And then you have a traditional midwife. A traditional midwife, that does not mean that they had an education, does not have an education. That just means that they haven't played the game kind of Mm -hmm. deal. So um, they they learn through apprenticeship. They can go to school. All this is free information. It's free information. It's just Mm -hmm. about, you know, whether they check off the information. So me personally, I do birth work. So I'm a birth doula. Um, I do practice um, as a traditional midwife. Mm -hmm. I'm, I've started that journey as well. Um, and so I like being in control of that total care because my moms know you need to eat right. You can only gain a certain amount of weight. Like all of these things, you have to set yourself up for success. Women get pregnant. They start talking about they eating for two and that baby is the size of a pea. <laughs> Hopefully they stomach out. I'm like, you just happy. You don't gotta hold your stomach right. in no more, sis. No, just no, out. sis. No, that baby is the size of a dime. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> so we really have to. We as women, we have to do better for setting mm-hmm. ourselves up for success mm-hmm. when it comes to the birthing space. So that goes back to their preparation piece. I know I talked a lot about that, that, but it's really oh, important yeah. to me. It's really, that- really important. 
Definitely. That's what I was about to say. The preparation piece is where it all starts. So that's something that needs to be reiterated is preparation. You have to be prepared before you start. So definitely. This is well, and, and I liken it to like a marathon. Like a, a lot of women show up for birth completely unprepared. And then when they have all of these stories, they want to blame it on birth. No, that's not what birth is. Birth <laughs> is listen, I've had women have babies and not say a word. Like birth is abs- like mm-hmm. not a sound. I had a woman, her head was literally on her husband's shoulder and I caught the baby and the baby started crying. And he, he was like, the baby out. He did not know the baby was born. And her oh, head man. was on his shoulder. Birth is absolutely oh. beautiful. Birth is beautiful. It is. It's the, yeah. So you have to set yourself up for success. Nobody shows up for a marathon saying, I watch videos of a marathon. I watch videos yeah. of people doing a marathon. You actually got to prepare for that marathon. Definitely. You know, which is what I'm trying to do now. So it's it's definitely <laughs> preparation. <laughs> well, you better you better hit me up, man. That's yeah, you know, I I will. I'm definitely gonna take the information down because I'm I'm working hard, but I know that there's some things that I need to do, <laughs> some other things that I need to do that I'm not educated enough, like you said. I don't have the mm-hmm. information that I need to uh be successful in it, but I'm I'm trying. So but that's yeah, what I'm I said, definitely like a lot of times, like you could use the apps and stuff too, but also having somebody there for that preparation, mm-hmm. for that education can help because they can actually tell you like, hey, this is a better app to use or this well, is no, a better you way need to a doula. To you need a doula oh, because yeah. we have seen, it's about the, the experience. Okay. Like when you, for example, when you see stuff, when they do this, this happens. You're not going to know that from an app. I know that because I've seen hundreds of births. So I can yeah. tell you don't do that because this is going to happen, you know, and it's up to you whether you listen to that or not. So it's really the experience and kind of just the, the wisdom of what birth actually is. Um, but that kind of lead us into the next thing about just keeping us alive with the firearms. Because I want us, that's another <laughs> thing where we just be miseducated on. Like You're right. these, these churches that here got us walking around here thinking that God gonna fight our battles. And I'll be having to tell them people like, I don't know what Bible y'all read. David did not show up for no dance battle. He bought bullets. He bought bullets and he only needed one. That's what I said. Y'all sign up for her. She tell yeah. you, show you the lessons and everything. Mm-hmm. Well, we just, we just have gotten, I don't, we've gotten real fearful of just protecting ourselves. And once again, something that we handing over and it's really about the education and preparation. We buy firearms, yeah. we leave it in the, the, the stand, we leave it in the safe, don't know the code. Can't eat, don't know where the key is. And it's like, what you gonna do with that? No, we have to go to the range. You have yeah. to take classes. You have to, you have to really try. That's that's use, that's gonna save your life. That's gonna mm-hmm. save your life. And so it's in all things, it's just about education and preparation. You need to know the laws. You need to know what laws apply to us because yeah. all so, so stuff work for them that don't work for us. <laughs> right, Hello. right. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I, I don't know that we can can right. carry like they carry. If we carry and we're going to, we may have some problems. So definitely mm. have to have the education on that. Or otherwise, we're going to find ourselves in a bind. But I just don't want us to be fearful of. Yeah. 
Because mm-hmm. we do have the right to protect mm-hmm. ourselves. Absolutely. That's why my, my business is right to protect, because we got the right to protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. We just need to know mm-hmm. like the laws. We got to be comfortable. There's, it's a piece of metal. It does nothing. It does nothing unless you touch it and pull the trigger. Like yeah. it is it is a machine. It, it needs you to do anything. And so mm-hmm. we just have to get over that fear and really and take a I, man, listen. People I have some people <laughs> in class at the beginning of class, they be like, I ain't never used the I'm like, why are you whispering? Why are you whispering? It's not a bad word. I said, watch. She going to be the one I can't, I'm going to have to pull off the range. Mm-hmm. And them to be the ones. One of one girl, I'm walking up her after the first 10 rounds. She's like, please be some more in here. Please be some more. I said, uh-huh. You like it, don't you? She ran. You she like ran. it, don't you? Well, and then another thing, too, I know that a lot of women, they go to the range with men. And that's a mistake. Because a man, they got egos and they gonna put the biggest fire on that they have in your hand. And so if a woman go out there and the first thing she shot is a nine or a 40 or something like that, that thing gonna jump out your hand. And so yeah. for women, uh, the perfect one to start with is a 22. 20, Every 22. woman needs yeah. a 22. That's yeah. what you train on. That's what you learn mm-hmm. on. That's what you go out to the range, ammo cheat. That's what you go and practice your breathing, finding your sight, a 22. What I got right. for my conceal is mm-hmm. a 380. Oh, my girlfriend not gonna miss. But oh, no. when I go to train, <laughs> when I go train, it's the 22 that I'm spending my time mm-hmm. with. And so that every woman needs a 22, like period. Mm-hmm. Period. And that's like what you're that. supposed to spend. But every man, I promise you, if you go into the range with a man, they put a nine in your hand or a like, 40 oh. or a 45. You're like, boom, boy. You're like, uh-uh, I don't want that no. Put that down. Yeah. I don't want that no more. And it makes nah. you scared because you're not educated. Exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. that's the biggest thing I would say when it comes to women. So. so when you come to like firearms, how often do you have your classes? Is it something that you... So I was doing the monthly. I'm trying to find mm-hmm. a new spot, actually. Um, I need a new spot okay. so I can really get them back on consistently. Um, so currently, I am trying to find a new place where I can do the qualifying and shooting. I could do the the educational stuff anywhere. It's mm-hmm. the shooting piece. So I'm currently looking for a second option because my first mm-hmm. one is kind of tied up. Okay, cool, cool. Look, and especially since the weather getting good. Yes, yeah, black, 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 black. <laughs> like y'all get the education part of yeah. it. Come out, get your concealed carry. And then like she said, want to make sure you're educated enough so you know, put that thing away when you need to, but know what your information is to get it out. Absolutely. But, yeah. Yeah. So right. any questions? I love this. This was fun. I like it. Was it was fun. It's a lot of good information. Things that mm-hmm. I wouldn't have thought about before. So this is great. We loved having you on here. This is good. Well, I was hoping that I definitely would just kind of leave people with things to to kind of take away. And okay. that and I hope I have done that. But definitely. education, like that's definitely gonna keep us safe and alive, whether it's your health, like we just really got to take back that power. Yeah. Take take it back. We have we are intelligent. Our body is intelligent. Yeah. Like we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Like we got to believe all of that. 
yeah. and really kind of just take back because we got to remember who's telling us all these other things. They're the experts mm-hmm. in everything, yeah. <laughs> but ain't done nothing. They're the experts <laughs> in everything, but ain't done nothing. We took care of their babies. Yeah, We, we like birthday babies. We grew the food. We did, we did all of that, but whose faces on all the books? Mm-hmm. Who the doctors? Who we got to yep. get signed? Yeah, so we just got to realize our answers are in books. Yep, yeah. it is. And we let me tell you, you knowledge. feel so much better if you take that journey and educate yourself and know what you need to eat. You'll feel so much better. Absolutely. I, I'm living proof because I'm feeling so much better and changing my diet. Just mm-hmm. that one thing. Oh, well, I definitely appreciate the time and the opportunity. Thank you. So thank you for joining us tonight on this episode. Uh, this is going to be on Spotify. Uh, it's also going to be on YouTube and Apple. And we're going to make sure we include everybody's information. Thank you for joining us. Be like, thank you, part of the family. Have a good oh, one. Thank oh, you. Bye. Okay, I must, uh, yeah.